the Be Somebody Podcast, Be Somebody Billions. My name is Amadeo. My name is Enrique. This is episode two. two. I thought it was episode three, but this is episode, no, episode two. two. Yes, I know. I'm aware of that. <laughs> yeah, you made that very clear. Um, welcome back, everybody. This is been kind of a little while welcome since back. we recorded our first two. Wow for us, not wow for you, for y'all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, you, gotta use, you gotta include everyone. Y'all is inclusive. Y'all, in, y'all, y'all is inclusive. You all, y'all, whatever. Exactly. It's a popular thing. In the, in okay. The us, I guess. So how was your week on my day? Let's start with you. How was your week? This is the third week of school for us. Oh, Not yeah. that that's, you know, my huge week. significant, but. Oof. <laughs> School's been rough. Yeah, School's been rough. School, is, school has been very rough. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I did fail my first assignment <laughs> because I've just been caught up with work and other things I'm doing around the university that I had no idea I had an assignment due. And I checked our uh, our university. We have like an online portal where you check all your homework assignments. And I got like logged on during the second week of school. And I was like, all right, I got to catch up on my work. And I literally like failed an assignment. <laughs> and I was like, wow. I was, I mean, honestly, I was pretty upset that... You have said that you missed it. Well, yeah. The, did you, I didn't even know of it. That's the thing. So you just had a 0% yeah. for the assignment. You didn't even know when it happened. Did you even show up for the class? At- no, yeah, yeah, I showed up. But when I showed up to, in class, like, I feel like, I feel like I'm the type of person whenever you, I sit down that I feel like I have to be doing something productive because I'm very much in that mindset of like work, work, work. So like the teacher's just like talking over the syllabus and I just like, I'm like, all right, this, I'm not gonna pay attention. And I start like working and sending emails and whatnot. Next thing you know, it's like an hour passed by and the class is over, and I'm like, I have no idea what we talked yeah. about. It's, yeah, it's exactly. It's because you're so focused on what else you've you got going on, which mm-hmm. you do. You have a lot going on. You're managing the agency that we work for at the university, <laughs> yeah. and that's such a big role for you. You've never, I don't think you've ever had a role that big professionally. Dude, when I worked at Wendy's, man, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> loving up those French fries. Running back and forth and working harder than you ever have in your life. I mean, that was when you were, what, 16? Yeah, I was like 15, 15, 15, 15 and a half, 16. But, you know, other than that, it's good been good. Um, let, me look at, let me look at the positive. What did I do positive this week? Um, but like we talked about earlier, like you take the negative. Yeah, that's away. true. You strip the negative. I hung out with my mom yesterday. Event. And I feel like being older, you kind of don't really get that quality family time you you used to get living with your parents. Well, the thing is, you don't appreciate when yeah. you had it. So yeah, all the time, exactly. you don't necessarily appreciate mm-hmm. your family's presence. Exactly. And so now that you're older, now that you you're spending so much time outside of the house and you don't see them as often, it's it's a wow. I miss my family. I was yeah. I miss my mom. I miss my dad. I miss mm-hmm. my siblings. Yeah, it was, it was nice hanging out with her. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, quality time with your family is so important. Mm-hmm. It's just what I'm realizing because the thing is, you're getting older. They're also getting older. Oh, you don't even bring that up, man. That makes you no. Yeah, it's, but the thing is, like, yeah. it's necessary to it's, realize it necessary. that to acknowledge that because, yeah. like, this is the time that I have with my family, mm-hmm. with my parents. I'm gonna make the most of it. This is gonna be great. We're gonna make up for lost time. Yeah, you know, but the, I mean, everybody's family is different. Mm-hmm. But. That's true. In the end, like you can definitely come to if there's any sort of conflict existing in your family life, you can hopefully come to a compromise eventually. If not today, then mm-hmm. at some point in the future, and then appreciate each other's lives and 
Enjoy yeah. each company. <laughs> it was nice seeing her though. Yeah. What also, time, what I also, did you do with her? also, uh, we went to get. We, what did we do? Oh, I took her to like five Lowe's because <laughs> she's trying to like uh, reconstruct her her bathroom. So she's looking for like vanity. I don't know. It was just a bunch of driving around. But then we got dinner. It was nice. But I also watched Booksmart. You saw Booksmart. Yeah, weekend. Booksmart okay. the movie. It was a good movie. Wow. Well, yeah, it was Olivia Wilde's rhetorical debut. Yeah, what did you did think you about see that? It? I haven't seen it yet. Oh my god, we were planning to see it this weekend, but no. It's I can. It's it's really gonna be the like cult following. I can really tell cult following. In like five to ten years. Like this movie like is probably funny. like one of the best comedies of like. What's this decade considered the 10s? This is 2010s, yeah. The 10s? I would say best comedy of the 10s. Hands down. That was a oh, good t- comedy. You think so? Yeah. Really? Like, I, I laughed, like, okay. every five minutes. It was good. <laughs> it was good. It was good. <laughs> the two, okay, the best comedy of the 2010s. Does that mean best? One of the best. Comedy Not or the best. It's general... one of the best. I would say one of the best comedies. Okay. Because I can't really... Mm, what's another good comedy that's come down? The original Hangover was... Very that was 2007, though. Was it? I thought it was 2000, like. No, yeah, I guess it, it's been 10 years since it came out. I remember because I got a promotional thing from where we work saying, bring the hangover. 2009? Yeah, something like that, out. yeah. Okay. I was under the impression, I guess it was a false impression that it was like 2010, mm-hmm. 2011, but whatever. I mean, that was a significant comedy when it was first released. Yeah. I'm really curious how the Joker's going to come out because the guy, Todd Phillips, directed The Hangover and he's directing the new Joker. And I feel like those are very different type of films because he's mostly known for The Hangover and he's directing Joaquin Phoenix's new film, The Joker. And The Joker. That's like very different, like contrast of tone and type of narrative. Like, I'm I'm really curious how it's going to come out. (laughs) All right, now I'm just going down into film. All right, how was your week? I mean, but more about well, things, go watch Booksmart. Go watch Booksmart. Having a conversation. Booksmart's yeah. good. We'll check out Booksmart when you can. <laughs> so mm. my wait, week. actually, actually, no, man, that's not important. It was, well, it was a cool fun fact that I found out. The one of the girls from um, Booksmart is the little sister of Seth Rogen. Is that so? Yeah. Which one? Um, I don't know her name. It's I don't, yeah I don't, I don't even know how to describe her like if you haven't seen the movie like you don't know what she looks like or whatnot but anyways it's interesting because they're comparing Booksmart to I guess like our gener not our generation okay I guess like a girl version of of uh, Superbad okay because they're they're both about the same in a sense that's kind of what came uh, to me like character structures and story structure in, in terms that. They're, you know, high school students trying to get to a party, you know, trying to get, like, girl slash guy, and then they, like, have a fight as friends, and then they're, they, dis- yeah, oh, I'm, like, ruining the plot of Booksmart, but, you're not ruining the plot. well, that's not ruining, yeah, yeah, just then there's conflict, and then they the separate, and in the end, they all come back together, and it's, like, a, like, a hoorah type of thing. Okay. So they're very similar in that yes. aspect. So that's well, yeah, what a lot of people are comparing them. It's the buddy teen comedy. Yeah. Just like Superbad was. Mm. But I just and think that it's cool that, that she's like her little sister. Right? Yeah. No, that was like... That was a long time ago. That, that, that was even That movie was huge when it was first released. Mm-hmm. And I I think it's got a cult following by now. Mm-hmm. certainly has. I mean, there are definitely a few people that I know that have that are yet to see the movie. Wait, yeah. Booksmart or... Superbad. Oh, And really? you show them the movie for the first time and they're like, wow, like, I can't believe I've never seen this before. And... <laughs> It's a hilarious movie. I love it. It's a good I think movie. It, it's definitely um, influenced the way that I see. I would say very much Booksmart was the was today. the first type of that genre of film. 
Because other than that, there was like the 40-year-old version. I've never seen the 40-year-old oh, version. okay. Well, like that type of like raunchy comedy aspect, I would say Seth Rogen definitely like projected that as like a new type of um, film in in our um, sorry <laughs> in our uh, <laughs> in our uh, what am I saying? Yeah, in cinema, you know what I'm saying though? Like super bad. Pineapple Express, like that type of raunchy comedy. There was nothing before. Well, it was before just a, it was a, it was a com- comedic movie that advanced the genre. Okay, yeah, that's a, that's a good way to put it. Further developed, yeah, yeah, the comedic genre. I don't know, it kind of sound a little pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, anyway, so yes, film. We'll discuss film at a later time. Yes, it's a, it's a great thing to talk about. We're film students. To some extent, you're more than I am. I think you're more of a legitimate film student. I'm kind of like... Uh, I don't think there's ever a legitimacy being a film student. Well, the thing is, like, that's your major. That's Yeah, I guess technically that's my major. Film is my minor. Like, you got your whole body... I don't know film with your minor. You got your whole body in the pool. I've got, like, my foot in the pool. (laughs) Dude, I can't even (laughs) swim, man. I'm dying right now. It's not a very deep pool. Well, I can't... Uh, You know what? Fuck that. All right. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. How's your week? How's your week? My week is... Dude, my classes are... I've never had classes this difficult before. Really? And which is what I was about to ask you too, because you are a graduate student. Well, you're taking graduate level classes in the business school. And Mm -hmm. I am still trying to finish my undergrad, but I've never had classes like this. And one in particular, it has this huge emphasis on Excel. And I have never had an interest in Excel. I've never liked Excel, never wanted to use Excel, but... Yeah, in the in the in the, uh, in the industry, it's so standard to have a strong grasp of the program itself, and like I just it's so fucking boring to me. Dude. I can't yeah. get it. It's just like my fr- I have a friend who's certified in Excel. Mm-hmm. What does that even mean, certified? So he's received a professional certification from Microsoft. Oh, at least, okay. At least that's what he's told me. Like I'm not bothered to look into it, but like, and he has helped me before, and he's a fucking wizard when it comes to the program mm-hmm. and. But is there really that much like layers of it? That yes. Yes. Is it really? It's a yes. It's a very technical, very advanced program. You could do a whole lot with it, but because wow. of like, I don't know if it's just like my reluctance to learn it, or it's mm-hmm. just like I I just like despise the fucking program itself. It's just like, it's such a drag to me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to learn it, but I have to learn it, and I'm yeah. going to. I'm gonna work hard because it's like I it's I need to. Wait, grade. is that what the whole class is? You just learn Excel. We are learning mathematical modeling of data okay you know like that's <laughs> <laughs> already boring me <laughs> i like already like, like falling asleep i already tuned out <laughs> i was like yeah man mathematical but anyway, like, yeah. Yeah, like, this is necessary for me to get my bachelor's and mm-hmm. i really wish it wasn't and now that's kind of you, you just got to do i'm doing like what that, i have man. to because you you know, it's, to a, it. it's a good degree it's a strong degree it's a very common degree yes i'll say that but mm-hmm. i mean obviously school is what you put into it yeah no matter what, you can get any degree whatsoever. I mean, uh, maybe that's that's not true. But even if your degree is very popular, like let's say psychology or engineering mm-hmm. or even business, like yeah, it's gonna be useless if you're useless. <laughs> that, that sounds a little like no, no, no. Let's not put it like that. Let's not put it like that. But I see what you're trying you to say, but yes, yes. yes this is yes. like you needed to make an effort. Mm-hmm. Actually, want to like be passionate about. The business yeah. industry, the engineering. Industry. I mean, that's just in general. Yeah. I feel like you have to be passionate. Psychology. I mean, you should be passionate of what you're studying or majoring. Because if you're not, then you're studying the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. But it's also it's so hard to say that too because like, it's like I want to study 
whatever it is, philosophy. Mm -hmm. Let's say that. How yeah. many job opportunities are there mm -hmm. if you just have a straight philosophy degree? Yeah. Not very many. You go back to teach philosophy as a professor, mm -hmm. but that requires a lot of years of education. Yeah. Which, um, I need to make money, dude. I got to eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, people are in different addiction. walks of life. That that there's just different but... situations where they can't necessarily always go down that path. But I feel like the way you've incorporated through your writing and keeping that in the loop, you're still kind of like having that those like critical thinking type skills. And, you know, you're still like in a sense in that very much realm, which is like kind of one of the reasons why I'm getting a master's in business administration. Because mm -hmm. if it was just like film, like I was like very hesitant of doing just film. Yeah. Because film is just a rough industry. But well, it's difficult to get into it. Mm -hmm. You definitely have to know. Yeah, Some well, I mean, everything, people. even getting into it, going up, like, every every aspect of it is difficult. Unless you're, like, Damien Chazelle out here. <laughs> Killing it with, like, every feature. Well, yeah, but think about the experience that he has. Yeah. But, like, he's... But yeah, all that yeah. he's done before, he's made these mm -hmm. amazing movies. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just a thing. I read this very um, quirky, funny, like, kind of feel-good quote. It wasn't much of a quote. It was kind of like a YouTube comment. So it's just like, <laughs> it's deep in there. But anyway, it was just like somebody, somebody said, because somebody was feeling bad about like, oh man, like look at these 20 year old models. Look at these 20 year old directors. Look at these 20 year old millionaires. Mm -hmm. And it's like, here I am at 23 and I'm like just barely getting out of my parents' house and making it out on my own. Like they, they're comparing themselves to these wildly successful people at such a young age. And they're like feeling bad about their personal situation. Mm -hmm. And I, read the saying is like, you know what, man, you shouldn't feel bad because like, you know what? Think about popcorn, popcorn, all the kernels are, you know, going through the same temperature. They're in the same oil, but they all pop at different times. So it said, give yourself some time to pop. Give yourself the yeah. time to pop. Yeah, I agree. If someone pops first, they pop first. Mm -hmm. You'll pop eventually. Yeah. Keep working hard. Keep feeling good about what you're doing. Do not be discouraged. Be patient. Be inspired. And it will come. Mm -hmm. It will come with no, time, yeah. with belief. Well, if you, could, I, I agree that it will come, but as long as you keep pushing and working towards well, it. Well, that's what that's what I just said. Like you gotta mm -hmm. keep at it. Yeah, exactly. Continue the grind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, but don't like kill yourself in the process. Like that's, mm -hmm. I don't know. You gotta be good to yourself as well. Mm -hmm. Self care is an important thing that yeah we like to talk about. Mm -hmm. I think another big thing is being realistic. Yes, it's being realistic. It's yeah. ideal. I, you also hurt yourself in idealism, mm -hmm. which is difficult for me to say because I'm very idealistic. I yeah. just like to be. I like to picture these very great things for myself. It's just like, oh man, like what if I, you know, like send my short story to the New Yorker and then like my writing career is made. And like, <laughs> the thing is, like, while that's very, it could happen. It's ambitious. It's, yeah, it's like a fun thing to think about. Dude, the odds of getting submitted and published in the New Yorker are so minuscule mm -hmm. like <laughs> but, that, but that's, that's the thing the, though like that there's different paths of career of ways yeah. that you can reach your career your career in terms of success yeah. like whether you're writing it could either be but it's like what does success mean to you yeah that's true what does it mean to you this isn't a rhetorical question i'm asking um i would say i mean not that i value money i would say just the way where I'm financially, I have sneeze. <laughs> anyway, the way the way I'm financially positioned, or like the way no, the way 
where how my family comes comes I feel like there's an aspect where I I would have to be in a like stable position in terms of finance and like having a certain income coming in but I feel like I honestly already feel actually not success I say have I mean I would say I already feel happy I already feel happiness doing what I love you know like I was talking to one of my um filmmaking buddies we did like a short like two weeks ago mm-hmm. and we were editing it, editing it or um, post-production like a few days ago. And we just like stopped at one point, just looked at one another and we're like, dude, this like, is awesome. this is dope. I look like, he, <laughs> I he was like, dude, like, I'm so happy I'm doing this with you. Was and this with Andy? Yeah. With a shout yeah. out Andy. <laughs> and we're like, and we were just like, dude, like, this is why we do it. Like we were like generally just like on the grind. Like we were up like till 2 a.m. Well, this is another actually funny story that happened with my week. Anyways, we did this short. We were going to submit it to the Road uh, Film Festival. And, um, you know, we did like months. Well, not months. We did like, honestly, we did like two days of prepping because <laughs> I, I came back from Spain and we prepped for two days. He left to Korea. He came back. And the moment he got back, we started shooting. And, you know, we shot for two days and then we started editing it and we thought it was due the following day at 8 p.m. And we were working on it the, the night before. But it turns out that since it's road, road is based off of Australia. So the time zone is a whole day. So it was actually due that night we were working on it. And so we stayed <laughs> up to like two. two we stayed late, up to like late. like one or, or 12 just working on it. And then we realized it was due like four just hours to be ago. Shut down by the time. Yeah, difference. and we were yeah. just like, "Oh, word." We'll see. I mean, you can still submit it somewhere. <laughs> else. Yeah, we're gonna submit it somewhere else. But like, just the like, we were just like grinding, like up, just working hard, and like it didn't feel like work to us. We were what just like excited you were, you were to in do a flow. it. Exactly. Like we were just like genuinely happy and ex- excited to do this, you know. Yeah. And like that just like put everything in perspective of like why I'm you know doing all this. Why you're doing what you're doing? It's and because like, I love to do uh-huh. what I'm doing. Exactly, and like, and in two years good. when I'm done with school, um, I'm gonna be in the street just like working and just like having fun, you know. Yeah. Just being on set so much fun to me, like yeah. direct. Ah, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. And because in through that enthusiasm, exactly. through that excitement that mm-hmm. you feel when you're doing something that you just, oh, you love to do it. Yeah. It's contagious. You, you just get like people, you just get like this a, this feeling in your stomach glow, of excitement, a glow in your stomach. Yeah, you like just rises like rises up uh, to your chest, mm. you know, past like yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like it comes out in the way that you talk, it comes out in the way that you act, your body language. People mm-hmm. pick up on that. They're like, damn, this guy, like he really likes what he's doing. Mm-hmm. You know what? It's making me feel a little bit better about what I'm doing. Yeah, and so they're just like you spread that positivity through your personal excitement, and all of a sudden everybody around you just like likes what they're doing, and it just like creates like such a like a great place to be exactly work environment, a living Mm -hmm. environment, a social environment. Yeah. It's just like, that's the kind of thing that I want to spread to my family, to my community, Mm -hmm. to my peers, whatever it, Mm -hmm. but back to, back to what we were saying. Yeah. (laughs) That's success to me in the future would be continue what I'm doing now, being in a financial, financially good position. And I would say spending, spending quality time with my family and, and close friends. Like, if I have those four things locked down, I think I would be, quote-unquote, successful. Yeah, and to talk about your financial, like, standard, the necessity. I used to be so kind of hurt about the the kind of pay that, for example, I'd love to be a graphic design specialist. Yeah. And eventually become a creative director or, like, an art director. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to be so upset about the kind of pay that that occupation receives while um you know it's necessary to like be able to meet your basic needs and to be able to afford all that yes i, I get that mm-hmm. but like seeing like 
oh, the average pay, the median pay for a graphic designer is like $50,000 to $60,000. I was like, ugh, like, mm. no, I want to make six figures. And that's all like free you know, stuff. It's like, that's not necessary anymore. Like for me, it's just like, as long as I'm doing something like creative that makes me feel like I'm not even working mm. at all, like I'm meeting yeah, cool yeah. people and I'm doing, like, making these things that I see out in the world. Mm. Even if I'm making $50,000 and I'm still able to like afford my basic needs, yeah, hopefully yeah. I'm able to afford my basic needs. Mm. I'm fine. I don't need to be a millionaire. I don't need to be making $150,000 a year. Mm, yeah. Of course, it'd be nice. Mm. But it's not like something that I like torment myself mm-hmm. every night about. It's like, yeah. oh, God, like I need to be making this much money. Mm-hmm. If it, I think just if following, happens, following happens, down the path of anything okay. that you... Just as long as I'm able to survive and to feel good and to take care of myself and the people that I love mm-hmm. that are very close to me. Yeah. That's yeah, it. I agree. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. To me. <laughs> Word. <laughs> Word up, bro. <laughs> right, what else what else did you do this week? What else did I do this week? I mean <sighs> I mean you have you do other things instead of just going to class, right? Well, of course. Uh-huh. I'm gonna live or survive. Well I'm well I'm trying to get you like to well, I'm, trying share. To think about, I'm trying to think about that kind of thing. So like Gosh, man, I don't know. I've just been so busy with my homework and trying to figure out what I'm supposed to be doing yeah. and like with the work itself that we do in collaboration mm-hmm. or what, that we do together. Um, that's just been taking up my entire time, all my time. Yeah. And I like to make more time for this podcast mm-hmm. because that's what's important to me yeah. as well in this moment and always as well mm-hmm. because you know, I just like to express what, what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Thinking? <laughs> what I'm thinking. Uh-huh. And... I think that's like another aspect that, that what you just said is something that going back to what we're talking about success that I like, oh, I feel like I've always, I feel like we've always done this, but an aspect of like, we're both like, I don't know, actually I don't like using that word, quote unquote, like entrepreneur, where like, entrepreneurial, where we like to like, we, yes, we are focusing on our careers, but we like to have like our mar- marbles spread out. If I use that analogy correctly, where or what? Or our what? marbles. You know, oh, like, okay. Okay. It's like we have like different like playing hands and different decks. So like that's something that I've always like made an effort to where like if whatever reason film doesn't work out for me, like what well, film in the aspect of like film narrative and like studios, I have like a production company with my friend. We have you know this podcast. You know, this is yes. Not all of your eggs are mm-hmm. in one basket. Yeah. Yeah. And like drop the basket. Yeah, yeah. I even feel like I even feel like <laughs> sometimes down, down the road I want to like buy some land in Mexico. Okay. I feel like that would be like very dope and just go like a little ranch. Like where it comes to where it's just go to Mexico and just farm, you know, <laughs> just live a humble life. <laughs> Do the podcast be from a, the farm. Be a hermit, like grow carrots. And shit. <laughs> I mean, I just, it would be cool. Like, like think about this. Like this is an argument I was having with, um, my friend, like this was like, this was like a year ago, honestly, but we were talking about how like our day to days are so stressful and we're so like focused on, you know, all these things and weighing us down. And then I brought up the argument that don't you think, cause we're both from like our families come from Mexico, like very isolated rural parts where mm-hmm. it's like, um, farming and whatnot, how like our lives would be completely different. We were over there. And like, I would say that in a sense, I feel like people would be less stressed because they have less things in there. Like they live more of a simple life. If that makes sense. Obviously it's real, the, the, you know, the stress and stuff of being like, Oh, are my crops going to do well? Am I going to be able to sell them? But like, 
life is just more simple out there. You know, there's not like this like aspect of like, you know, yeah, social so, media, mean, you know, um, a more simple life does not necessarily mean an easier life. Yeah. That's not what I was getting at. I was just saying in terms of like stress, you know, I mean, like you just said, you could be stressed out like, oh, what mm-hmm. if my crops rot this year and I'm mm-hmm. not able to eat and I'm not able to sell anything. I'm not able to make money. Yeah. yeah. And I got to sell the ranch and I got to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what do you I mean, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, there's still the stress of surviving, but then I'm saying, like, in our current society, I feel like there's way more, like, things just like weighing on us. Well, that's yeah, societal pre- external mm-hmm. pressures. Exactly. It's just like you got to succeed. Mm-hmm. You got to make this money. You got to get this bread, or you're nothing. Mm-hmm. I've heard that before. I've heard people think like that before, and yeah, that's negative to me. I don't like that. That's just like unnecessary too. Mm-hmm. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, dude. I feel you know like what I mean because like I feel like let, let's lead into like our topic for this podcast, which we were talking about us being. I mean, you could relate this back to eighth graders or seniors in high school, but us being in our fourth year of college, we're very much right now in the place where we're supposed to quote unquote like be ready to move on to our next chapter of life and knowing what we're gonna do next year and yeah. whatnot. Yeah, and, preparing um, yourself for launch and being ready mm-hmm, for launch mm-hmm. upon graduation. Yeah, man. Um, and like the stress that comes with that, and which is significant to me. Yeah, because this is essentially like the next step for the rest of your life. Because after, I mean, this is like same for high school and whatnot. Like after high school, after college, like your group of friends and people you see every day, you're gonna stop seeing them every day. You know, people are gonna go do their own things. People are gonna move. People are gonna get other jobs. People are gonna start families. Exactly. People are gonna start families. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, that's what I was talking about with you the other, some time ago, the great transition, how we experienced multiple in our lives. For me, that was, I think the first was graduating high school. Yeah. And then going into school. And mm-hmm. I feel like for me, down. high school was in. the next transition is upcoming. Yeah. <laughs> Leaving university, finding a job, making a career, making a name for myself. Mm-hmm. I think that's... That's a personal source of pressure. You know, what can I do to be somebody? And I need to make that healthy. I need to make that... Well, yeah, that's just the only way to put it. I need to make it, a, I need to make it healthy. I need to make it productive, constructive. Mm-hmm. Not like, oh, I'm so pressured by these expectations that I've set for myself. Because I don't want that. Because I feel like if anything's going to stop me, it's that kind of thinking. That... You know, it's just like a weight on my ankles. Like, what if I don't do something dope with myself, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm nothing? Mm-hmm. That's just that's 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 something that's personal to me. Yeah. But I can't, I can't go forward, proceed with that kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm figuring it out. Yeah. I'm trying to be positive. Mm-hmm. Trying to be I good. feel like it's dangerous to think that way in the sense of like, I'm not going to become anything. Yeah, well, that's what yeah, I'm I saying. Like it's it's very like you, much can't, you can't say that for yourself. Yeah, it's like, I know. I was like, oh man, like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do anything with myself because that then that I feel like that's when you start descending into like mm-hmm. nihilism, into pessimism, into feeling like you're worthless and mm-hmm. life is worthless and nothing is gonna matter in the end. Mm-hmm. Which it may or may not. I don't know the answer to that, but I choose to continue with my life. Um. With the thought that, like, yes, it is going to mean something, <laughs> you know, in some yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Because I choose to subscribe to relentless enthusiasm. 
I'm going to be enthusiastic. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to smile. I'm going to try to make other people smile. I'm going to try to make other people excited about what they've got going on in their lives. Just like I'm excited about what I've got going on. Yeah. Because I feel like that's, that's something that's necessary to give to other people if they can't find it within themselves. It's just like, you know, I'm kind of figuring out for myself, like, let's talk through this and hopefully you see your life in a new perspective. I don't know. <laughs> what do you think about that? <laughs> I don't even know where we went with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were talking about how dangerous it is to think like, oh, I'm not going to be anything. No, no, no. But before that, we were talking about... Um, uh, the great transition, graduating, oh, right, right, pressures right, 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 right. from yeah, yeah, society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what was I going to say with that? <laughs> you were going like deep train of thought and I was like, all right, I'm not going to interrupt this guy. Um, right. So it was that I felt like... I feel like now it's, it feels greater for me because when I was in high school, I like knew like, okay, I'm gonna go to college and do this opposed to now where like, I haven't asked, I have an idea of, of what I'm supposed to do, but like, it's not like, like, I feel like in, when you were going, when you're going to college, people are kind of like, all right, like here it is, this is what you're going to do, you know, that where there's like a structure and, and like thing that you follow, you know, well, step by step. You're funneled into. Mm-hmm. Opposed to like now that we're like. Now it's like the whole like the whole sea's like there, and we gotta like swim. Hmm. And there's no like direct, especially in my industry. There's no direct thing you go down. You just kind of have to go out there and figure it out. Well, yeah, like we said, it, it does involve a bit of luck mm-hmm. and connections and yeah. skill. You need the skill, mm-hmm. obviously, but the skill is like. I feel like it's a for sure thing. You, you learn with time, you yeah, develop yeah. your style, you mm-hmm. develop your ability. And I think, you know, with your exceptional ability, with like your talent, that's how you find those valuable connections mm-hmm. that want to work with you, that want to put your name out, that want to mm-hmm. have their name involved with something as well. Yeah. So it takes time for sure. Less time, more time, whatever it is. And... Yeah, like you said, it is a C, and we need it's to scary. Swim. And yeah. <laughs> it's scary. Just yeah. don't drown. Uh, no, nah, nah, I don't want to say. I don't want to say that either. Though. That's sounds like a like a cheesy drown. line from like Fight Club. <laughs> Just don't drown. Let's see out there. <laughs> you get a picture of Matthew McConaughey saying that line right there. Just don't drown. No, no, no. I, I don't do a good McConaughey impression. I don't want to bother. That's embarrassing. <laughs> I'm sorry, Matthew. I've never seen you try to imitate someone before. I've never tried to before either. Dude, these should be my next film, man. I'm Dale Hughes versus the world. Yeah, break out of my acting career. Make that one of my qualifications. Oh my god, trained actor. Mm. Anyway, I mean, I feel like I feel like there's I feel like I feel like there's tools that quote unquote are there to help you. Like you know, our university has like uh, this uh, organization called Career Services where they you know, help you with internships and stuff like that. But I feel like very much what you, you're doing and I'm doing, it's very much like freelance slash you kind of like go and find the opportunity opposed to like, you know, traditionally where people like get an internship and then at whatever office they get it, they get like offered a full time or whether it's engineering, like here in New Mexico, we have a lot of labs. So you get an internship and then you're eventually offered a full time position. Well, even in our industries as yeah. well, you can find internships in film, you can find internships in... 
mm. in design firms. They're rare and they're very I would, say in, I would say in New Mexico, there's there's not. In New Mexico, there's not necessarily the opportunity yet, but I feel like mm-hmm. it's about to blow yeah, up, especially exactly. with the billion dollars that were just put into the New Mexican film industry. Mm-hmm. You know, giants like Netflix and did Microsoft invest? No. Was it Microsoft? Who was it? I don't know. <laughs> you I, feel know? Like you, I feel like you know more about this than I do. I mean, Netflix, yeah. I mean, um, NBC like bought the, yes. bought the studio. Yes. But, yes. Um, I mean, they didn't buy it. I think they rented the studio. Um, but, you know, talking about that, you know what? Like, I was walking down Central, which is like a big street right next to university. And I, like, saw this thing. And I was, I literally, I literally stopped in my tracks. And I was like, what the fuck did I just see? Excuse my language. Um... Where literally it was like Hollywood, one of those buses where it's taking you to like the touristy spots. Like it said, New Mexico film tourist sightseeing. It was like a bus taking okay. people to like show them to like locations where they film stuff. Like Breaking Bad. Yeah, stuff like that. And I was like, I was like, what? Like I've I was so confused. Yeah. Yeah. It was the first time I saw it. It was, yeah, yeah I was so confused. I was like, wow. Okay. That's really when it hit me that New Mexico's changing. And it's going to be it a is. big destination spot in terms of Gradually. Southwest Hollywood. Gradually. I hope so. Mm-hmm. It's much needed, yeah. in my opinion. I think it will, honestly. Especially Netflix. Yeah, it will, man. People will follow. There's really way more productions happening um, annually here than a few years ago. Way more. Like, as a film student, when you're trying to um, get permits to film different places around Albuquerque, it's way harder because actual productions already have them booked. Mm-hmm. So it's like making it harder on us, but like it's good because obviously there's big things being like well, yes, because one of my friends, I was talking to him. Um, he told me that he got a gig working for a universal picture in Santa Fe. Okay. Like universal, Doing like uni- um, I think it was just like a PA, which okay. is a production assistant where she basically run around and get coffee, do whatever <laughs> needs to get done. But like, that's where you start off and you make your yeah. way up. Yeah. Um, but still like universal, like universal, universal studios, studios shooting something in Santa Fe. Fe. I was like, wow. That's huge. That is huge. That's super cool. It's yeah, crazy. I had a friend who I think he used to have a full-time job painting film sets or constructing film sets. Mm-hmm. And he was making good money off of that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he stuck with it for whatever reason. I haven't exactly talked to him about that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, did you see the, did you happen to see the teaser trailer for the Breaking Bad movie? Yeah, I did actually. And I feel like it was that movie that not the movie, the, the TV series yeah. that really kind of put New Mexico in the spotlight. And mm-hmm. especially with New Mexico realizing how big this TV show was, how... Because mm-hmm. it was... How big that, of an impression it made show on TV. was such a... Like, worldwide. Like, when I was in Spain sitting abroad, like, my roommates that were from uh, Czech Republic, Italy, France, Brazil, like, I told them, I was like, oh, I'm from New Mexico. And they would all tell me, oh, Breaking Bad. And I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that's how, like, big of a show it was mm-hmm. where... Just people all over the world recognize New Mexico as Breaking Bad. Well, so many people believe that it's the best TV show of all time. So far. Yeah, it is. I mean, or if not I would the say best it's up there. Time, it's up there. It's, it's up there with like The Sopranos. The Wire. And, people yeah. love The Wire yeah, and The, the Sopranos good. as well. Just like incredible TV, sh- TV shows mm. with just like exceedingly remarkable. I would say, or, or like I would say break, Breaking Bad is one of those few TV shows that I've seen that share the qualities of very like those like really good films in the aspect of you know there's like all these like 
you know, different layers of complexity within every shot, within every scene, within every character mm-hmm. that most TV shows, like, don't really have. No. That, like, really, like, those, like, quote-unquote, like, amazing films, like, you know, Citizen Kane and all these amazing films that they have all, they've had all these things in them that make them that, that great. That Breaking Bad was one of the first, first few TV shows I've seen that also has those similar qualities, but in a TV show in a different form. Really, because there was an abundance of symbolism and mm-hmm. emotional development and each character had their arc and then like you mm-hmm. liked them at first and you came to hate them or you came to love them and there was just so much to take away from each episode and to i didn't feel like i would, i didn't i never felt like i was wasting my time watching an episode of breaking bad yeah. because i felt like especially someone who's interested in film is interested in production that there's so much that i can learn from mm-hmm. seeing something like this. This is what I felt. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, New Mexico as a government realized just how big this show was for the state. Like there's so yeah. much potential money. Mm-hmm. So they are very lax when it comes to like, I think it's the taxing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they companies. like made so a, like, it's, New Mexico, it's pretty sure New Mexico, pretty sure New Mexico it's paid them to, film to come. Here. Okay. They like wrote them a check and a check on, uh, you know, reduce taxes and whatnot. But like, even like, it's such a good return. Cause like one, like, what was the number? There was a really good number where however much you invest in a film, like a state, you get like twice as much in return in terms of like, you know, all these like thousands of jobs, you know, obviously those people buy food, you know, they use New Mexico resources. So it comes back to New Mexico in that aspect mm-hmm. that it's just like, yeah, and that's the other thing that that I'm like right now having such a big conflict whether I don't know exactly what to do with my life. <laughs> that's very broad. Uh, let me let me specify that. And the aspect of like, All right. <laughs> like what do I do, man? Okay. Uh, no, that you know I'm a I'm a film major. I'm gonna get my bachelor's in film, my master's in business administration. But whether I should stay here in New Mexico, that's quote unquote gonna blow up in being the next, you know, like Southwest, like Hollywood or whatnot, or go to a place like LA or New York where quote unquote our industry is or Atlanta. Which is the locus of the industry. Mm-hmm. But like New Mexico has the potential to be one of those next places. And it's very much like, I don't know what I, where, whether I should stay here or go. And that's just like should something where, stay? where I have two years to figure <laughs> out. Yeah. Cause like New I Mexico mean, is my home, but like I would want to leave at one point, but eventually come back. I think if you ask me, <laughs> if you ask I know, me, I know your answer. You I know your answer. We've <laughs> talked about this off camera. <laughs> well, I, I thought that you should go out to the focus of the industry, where the locations of the focus of the industry. Mm. But that's the thing. New Mexico is going to quote unquote become the well, focus of the industry. Your qualifications and your professional ability. And then to come back here, bring your mm-hmm. skills, bring what But that's you the know, thing that like your connections. People are moving out here. And make it even bigger. And I already have an advantage that I, I live here. I know people. I already like through my job right now, which is sort of in the film industry, I already have connections of big players in Albuquerque okay. that are doing like running these like things. So you think you should stay here really well, develop I, your professional I mean it's like the way I think I think very log I'm a very logical person where I think out you know, you know, yeah. st- you know everything, and it makes more right sense there. for me to stay because <laughs> I just I already have an advantage, yeah, compared to other people, and okay. like yeah, that's true actually. You do have an advantage because you have a lot of experience, and mm-hmm. you actually, 
I know, I know, I know locations. Too. I know people. You know, I was born and raised here. So you feel like you have an easier time to start out here than if you wanted to go to New York, if you wanted to go to LA. Yeah, I mean, if I went to LA, yeah. An easier time Mm -hmm. because you would already have those connections developed. Exactly. In place. Okay. Because, I mean, in in a sense, our industry, both our industries and a lot of industries, it's very much connections and networking. What's also so inexpensive to live here. Exactly. So you could kind of hang out for like maybe five years. <laughs> Dude, that's scary to think about it that way. Five years, three to five years. Uh, but I'm really to tempted to. Well, we can talk in another episode about this. But um, go back to Madrid for a year. Yeah. Just because I loved Europe so much. Yeah. Um, but we can address that in another episode. But yeah, I mean, I just don't know. We'll see. I've yet to see Western Europe. Oh, dude, you're up. Go yeah. All right, let's save for another episode. Save for another episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's scary. I mean, thinking back to like even when I was in in high school, when you know it was your senior year and everyone's like studying for the ACT and whatnot and all this and getting ready for this next step of their life. I was very much kind of like I feel like in in my situation where you know my parents were first you know generation immigrants where. They, they never went to college. They don't really know anything about college or anything like that. You know, like I did my own fast. So I applied. I got I got myself to college because I wanted to come to college um, that I didn't have anyone tell me, OK, like this is your next step. You know, be looking into these colleges, apply to this. You should be writing your letter of intent now and all that. I was very much doing it by myself. And I would say I would felt very lost that I was like, I mean, I felt like I always knew I wanted to go to college, but I didn't know if I was making the right choice just because you didn't have any. Looking guidance. around, looking around, all my family. Familial guidance. I have a, like, tw- I have like twenty six first cousins. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of first cousins, and all of them, none of them went to college except for one. No, two. Yeah, two. But they didn't go to the college in the sense of how I came, like traditionally. Um, so I was very much didn't know what to do, and. Yeah, I was like very much lost and I just felt that pressure and anxiety, you know, because I was I would look at our classmates, which, you know, one of some of them were being accepted to. I mean, the year before we graduated, a girl went to Harvard from our college, which, which was, was big because we had, we, yeah, we had 400 less students in Santa Fe. No one mm-hmm. had ever yeah. made it to the Ivy League. Yeah, at least not that I know of. So. Oh, no, there, there was a few. Do you know what ever happened to her? I think she's what still did, there. What is she doing? I think she graduated actually because we're seniors now. So well, yeah, she's a, she was a year older than us. Mm-hmm. So I, mean, I, I, hope, she, I hope she's doing well. Either she's a super. Yeah, I hope she's doing yeah. well as well. I'm sure she's doing well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's be real. Yeah, she's doing well. But um, yeah, that that was cool. Mm-hmm. That was cool. But yeah, I mean, that. like, but also you can't. Are you gonna say like you compared yourself to? I would say that I looked at what they were doing and what what they did, and I was like, okay, I have to do that, you know, because I didn't have anyone Why to did tell you me. Feel like you had to do that. I mean, not like I have to. Cause it's, it's see, cause of it, like they got into these good colleges and like, that's what, you know, everyone was so supportive and like, oh, that's success. You know, that's back to the idea we were talking about success and they were like, oh, they're, they're doing it right. Mm-hmm. So then me being like, not, lo- I mean, I guess lost. Did you feel like, like, did you feel like me being a first generation college student, I need to impress. No, it was never myself, about impressing. It was family. just more about that. I didn't, I mean, I feel like our school. Our school, like, it had great teachers, but it never, this brings into other things where there was never a teacher that really, like, pushed me personally that, really? that was, I mean, there was one, but, you know, she passed away and I don't really want to oh. talk about that. Um, but yeah, she ended up passing away, like, the, the our senior year. Was our senior year. 
And um, yeah, but rest in peace. Um, anyways, yeah, I mean, there was really no one that really like guided me specifically and kind of like, oh, you should, you, you can do well, like do this, this or that. Yeah. And like I said, my parents didn't do that. My sister sort of <laughs> did it, um, but she mostly just pushed me in the aspect that you should go to college, you know? Um, so I was like, okay. And I was very lost in, I don't know exactly, you know, the steps and whatnot. And so I kind of just did my own thing and kind of, like I said, put myself into college, yeah. you know, I signed up for the ACTs. I started, you know, practicing, did my FAFSA, applied to all the scholarships I could. And yeah, four years later, I mean, I mean, yeah, four years. I mean, yeah, well, it's I was a senior years. in high school, so yeah. Three years. No, but I was a senior in high school and I was doing that. Yes, but it's still been three years. No, it's been four Has it been years. Four? Has it been four years? Yeah. Because yeah, I was a right, senior. Yeah, 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 I was yeah, an yeah, after. Yeah, yeah. I don't do math too. Do <laughs> <laughs> you need to uh, take notes on that Excel class? <laughs> Dude, I didn't more than take notes. I got to go to office hours. I got to talk mm. to people. I've got to work late into the night to really yeah. truly figure this out because it is difficult for me. I will admit that. I'm not a logical person. I'm not so scientifically inclined. Yeah. At least my mind doesn't work necessarily like that. I don't like numbers. I don't like data. Mm-hmm. I don't like statistics. Yeah. Is that an excuse? Maybe. But I just don't like I just don't like that kind of thing. I don't like to put too much effort into it. Mm-hmm. It's just not interesting to me. Yeah. But I'm going to try anyway. Because mm-hmm. I have to. Yeah. I mean Yeah, I don't know. How how was it for you when you were making the transition from high school to college? Okay, so it wasn't necessarily like elementary school to middle school where I was reading <laughs> horror stories about what <laughs> about the kind of things that were going on to other people. Um, I was ready to move on. I was ready to see new things mm-hmm. and to um, just inhabit a new academic environment. And you remember our first our first class was together, and we oh, were in that big right. lecture hall. It was a yeah. film class actually, yeah. and. Within the first five minutes of sitting in that big lecture hall for the first time, I just felt so, oh man, I was so like giddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I turned to you and I said like, Enrique, this is already so much better than high school. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe, maybe that was a premature judgment. Mm-hmm. No, I would, I would say, high, I would say college is My way better than high school. My so many lows. Yeah. <laughs> and you remember that. Yeah, I remember that. You do remember that. Yeah. It was a very um, a lot of conversations were negative had. time of my life because I was just uh, it was my first time kind of being more independent than I ever was in my entire life mm-hmm. and far from my parents as well. I know 60, 70 miles isn't all that far from them, but I mean, I was kind of out on my own. I had to feed myself. <laughs> Dude, I remember, I, I remember I teaching you how to like cook stuff. I remember because uh, myself and a few other of our other high school friends got like a house in one of like the student communities, and you would come all the time and you know spend the night and whatnot because you were commuting. And I remember um, I would I would literally tell you I was like, "Dude, let me teach you how to cook," and I would like try to teach you how to cook like you know things and whatnot. Do you remember that? No, I don't. You don't remember. <laughs> Dude, I specifically remember that because I would come home and you would be like, dude, I'm so hungry. Dude, let's go eat. And I'm like, dude, why don't you just cook something? Oops, I actually bumped the table. Um, the thing is, I've only like really learned how to cook more recently. I'd say within the last year. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like scrambled eggs and other breakfast. Yeah, I remember last year. I remember last year. Some dinner items as learning. well, which is... Uh, it's whatever. I mean, I'm in my early 20s. I'm going to be learning how to cook. And mm-hmm. once I'm truly out on my own, with my own apartment, my own city, whatever it is, I, I say that a lot, whatever it is. I've noticed that when I've listened to the previous episodes, I say <laughs> whatever it is, like at the end of like a list of items, whatever. Yeah, whatever it um, is. <laughs> but... I still have all this time to learn how to cook these delicious things. Like I was looking up how to make a poached egg last night. I feel like I can do it first try. I haven't yeah. tried yet. We'll update you. I feel like I want to. I want to <laughs> learn more of like all these like you know Mexican recipes that I grew up eating. Yeah. Because I feel like I can easily learn other things like you know I mean I don't know lasagna or stuff like that pastas and stuff. I mean I don't really make pastas but not like good pastas. Yeah. But let's return to the question that you asked me. Um, because I feel like this is a very common thing that people feel like, oh man, here I am in my university. I don't have my parents around me. Mm. I don't really have them hovering over me. I am, you know, the <laughs> master of my fate. Exactly. The captain of my soul mm. in this very moment. <laughs> Cause yeah, like I'm, in, I'm responsible for going to class. I'm responsible for making it from point A to point B, to point B whether that mm-hmm. be by bus, by my car, by the train, however Whatever means it is, like, you are responsible for yourself. Yeah. For the first time in your life, for many people. Maybe not for everyone, obviously. But for me, it was the first time in my life that I was responsible for what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I needed to take care of myself. I needed to educate myself. I needed to feed myself. I needed to... Yeah, to make my own decisions. To be rational, which is difficult for me because I consider myself an emotional thinker, which has been my downfall in more than one occasion. No, I wouldn't say your downfall. I would, I will not a permanent downfall, obviously, but yes, I've fucked up multiple times by being an emotional thinker rather than being a rational thinker. Mm-hmm. And it's gotten me into trouble. It's caused tears, <laughs> to be quite frank. Mm-hmm. If it weren't my own tears, it were other people's. Yeah. Um, but, well, like I would talk to, like I wanted to talk to you about when we first started this episode, like I feel very good. I feel confident. I feel like I'm able to look people in the eye and to carry spontaneous conversations and like not feel awkward, mm-hmm. not feel uncomfortable. Which I think is a the- lot compared to your coming into college. I remember you've changed a lot in college. A lot. I was so Specifically sick. sophomore year, man. Remember, sophomore when, year? remember when we were RAs together? <laughs> yeah, like dude, I was a resident advisor. Enrique was a resident advisor first. Yeah, dude, that was this. You you grew like that was a profound turning point in my life. Yeah, because that's I think that was the first time that I kind of saw the sun rise on my personality mm-hmm. to make it. Oh, don't sound like that. No. Yeah, I would say your personality. No, I wouldn't say your personality. You know how reserved I was. You know how kind of like closed Mm -hmm. in my own shell I was as a person. And today I feel like even this podcast, I guess I was nervous at the first the first time that we were recording this. Mm -hmm. But I'm fine now. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I'm just saying how I feel and Mm -hmm. developing how I feel, learning from you, learning from listening back on what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I feel a lot more outgoing than I've ever been in my entire life. And that's a very positive thing. It's opened up a lot of windows mm-hmm. to my life. You know, I, I'm just so 
I feel so secure. And I don't feel cocky. I feel confident. I'm able to engage with people in a more authentic way rather than be kind of dampened by my anxiety, by my insecurity, mm-hmm. by my mm-hmm. And what, 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 what would you say... What would, what if if, me if someone that? asked you, like, like, how would you get so... I mean, not, I don't want to say, like, how to get confident in six easy steps, you know? I don't want to sound cheesy like that, but how would you... What do you think led into you getting that confidence? I've been asking myself the same question more recently. It's like, why do I feel so good? today than it did Mm -hmm. three years ago what's happened and i think it's because i was patient with myself i wasn't so hard on myself anymore i wouldn't beat myself up over an awkward moment or Mm -hmm. saying something that i perceived to be the incorrect thing Mm -hmm. or just being just you know i uh, it's being introspective and talking myself through quietly talking myself through moments like these where it's just like you know what that awkward thing that you said when you were ordering coffee this morning at the counter, does it does it matter? No. Are you a worse person? No. Mm-hmm. Are you a stupid person? No. These things happen in the moment. It's a hard, you know, it's a hard time. It's a hard moment. It's not a hard life, necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, what's helped me feel so much more confident today than I used to feel... I can't quite say a solid answer because I don't, I'm still thinking about that at this very moment. Maybe I'll have an answer for you in a few months. Okay. <laughs> but you know, right now, like, yeah. I just, I just feel a lot better. Mm-hmm. I'm not so self-conscious and I'm open to other people's opinions and to hear what they've got to say. And I have respect for my own opinions as well because that's what I used to feel that my own opinion, how I felt, how I thought, didn't have any weight. It's not compared to other people. And I, I guess I've stopped kind of comparing myself to everybody else. It's like, oh, they, they seem so intelligent. Oh, they seem so confident. They seem so wealthy. I've stopped doing that. This is my life, me, mine. Be somebody. <laughs> How can I be somebody? Be somebody my own. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how that came to be because I was having a conversation with my friend Jared and he asked me, because I read him like a short passage from um, my writing and I kept telling him over and over that I just wanted to be somebody. And from that <laughs> came this. Came this and... I want to be my own person. Yeah. I want to just have an effect on someone's day, on mm-hmm. my own, on my family's. Cool. Yeah. I feel, just, I feel uh, like with that being said, that's just a like, good ending point for today's episode. Today's episode. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good ending point yeah. for today's episode. Yeah. 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 I'm positive. That's now. a wrap. Oh, that's a wrap. Okay. Well, cool. Thank, thank you, you for yeah. staying. Tuning, t- what am I saying? <laughs> thank you for tuning in with us for another episode of Be Somebody. Yeah, thank you for taking the time. Mm-hmm. My name is Amadeo. Well, wait, but before we, we wrap it up, um, we're on all platforms now. Yes. We got, we got, yes. we got, we got we're that on running. Spotify, we're on YouTube. We're on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. We're on Google Podcasts. Mm-hmm. We're on some others, smaller streaming services mm-hmm. that I don't quite remember the names of, but we're there. Yeah. We we're also on Instagram. 
at what? also on Instagram at be somebody billions. Mm-hmm. Check us out there. You know, um, if you're more of a visual listen- listener, because I know sometimes I am, um, check us out on YouTube, which we got right now recording looking at us. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's about it. Um, my name is Enrique. My name is Omadeo. This is the Be Somebody podcast. Thank you again.